This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. To hear this and other episodes ad-free, listener shout-outs and more, help support the show through our official Patreon at patreon.com slash bleedersdigest. That's D-I-E-G-E-S-T. The following contains mature subject matter, coarse language, intense situations, and is meant for an adult audience. Listener discretion is advised. All this month, we invite you in to the Bleeder's Digest Vault, a curated collection of some of our favorite stories. Hey, Bleeder's Digest, Chrissy Fox here. So my choice for a throwback episode is my sick little friend. And the reason I chose this is, well, first, I think this story is by far one of the most disturbing stories we've we've done, period. But also, um, Adam Bush is the most terrifying serial killer I've ever heard in my entire life. I remember early on recording and writing this story and, and telling Lauren and Trev and Spider that, you know, I think we really need to put some extra warnings on this one. It's pretty brutal. I was almost not sure how it would go over, but, you know, the true horror fans really seem to dig this one. So I really wanted to bring it back because it's been a while. And, you know, some of the new listeners may have missed it. So get ready for my sick little friend, guest starring Adam Bush. What you are about to experience contains potentially triggering and or sensitive material. This story is called My Sick Little Friend, written by Chrissy Fox. Can I ask you a question? Shoot. When was the first time you killed someone? It's a loaded question. You want to talk, right? That's why you're sitting here? Sure, we can talk. When did I first kill a person? Yeah. It was 1988. I was 19. Who was she? It was a he, actually. The first and only man I've ever killed. What did he do? To me, nothing. He was homeless. I kept having these, um, uh, bizarre urges. I wanted to see what it felt like, and I knew no one would miss him. And then you never stopped? No, I didn't kill for a long time after that. I didn't, um, I didn't fully understand what I wanted from it back then. Oh. So what changed? It was the night I saw Lee MacArthur. That's when I finally started to understand it. I didn't want to be that guy that did something for no reason. That left behind some, some pointless, psychopathic, primal legacy. 
I wanted my life to have meaning, and not in some tiny nothing way. I want, I deserve something bigger. See, I'm smart. My IQ is, it's, it's off the charts, and I didn't want to waste it. I wanted to be remembered. I wanted power, and fear is power. Right. So, why Lee? Because she was being dumb. She's doing that stereotypical bullshit that young girls do. Your mothers and your fathers, they raise you driving certain things into your head for your safety. Don't leave a drink unattended at a bar. Don't walk through a parking garage alone at night. Don't take candy from strangers. Never tell someone where you live. Don't walk at night and don't get in a car with someone you don't know. Is that what Lee did? It drives me fucking crazy. Why ignore good advice from people that love you more than anything in the world? You know they do this to themselves? They do. I was driving after grabbing a sub from a follow-away sandwich shop. That turkey on rye is unreal, by the way. Have you ever had that? Oh, it's unmatched. No, it's fresh. It's fresh as hell. And I think at that point in my life, I was on my own. I moved around a lot. I settled for a minute in um, Bayfield, Wisconsin. I was holed up at the Parkside Motel. I was there for over a month. So I was trying to write my book, and I didn't want distractions. So I'm driving down the, the darkest street you can imagine. It was 1994, and I, I think I smoked like three packs a day back then. I was eating my sub, and I, I just lit my first fucking cigarette of the night when I saw her. This girl, she was young. And look, I'm a terrible judge, but she was really fucking young. Like, she had her hair crimped up in this scrunchie and was wearing this adorable puffy pink coat. I slowed down, and I couldn't... <laughs> I couldn't stop myself. You know, this, this overwhelming feeling came over my body. And I had to ask. I had to. I had to ask her. I had to see if she wanted a ride. I mean, she didn't look stupid. So I had to be sure. Although I stopped beside her and I unrolled my window. She was listening to her disc man. So she was a little startled at first, but um, then she just started, she started chatting with me. Where are you off to? Oh, oh I'm going, going home, home, she said. She scrunched her freckle-covered little nose. She had a mouthful of braces. I'm telling you, it was too much. It was perfect. It felt like, um... Do you know when people say, uh, they see, like, a cute baby animal or, you know, like, a, a little child and they just get the urge to squish it or strangle it? They love it so much. Like, oh, I love you so much. I just want to... Oh, God. Well, I hate most animals. I do. I think they're disgusting and they're primal. But I understand that a lot of people love them. It's like a thing. I just think they're they're filthy. So I'm looking at this scrawny girl. And I say to her... <laughs> I say, well, you shouldn't be out here after dark by yourself. She says it's, it's fine. fine. It's, it's not, not that late. late. She shrugs me off. I said, your mother must be worried. And she says... If she was, was that, that worried, she, she would have picked, picked me up, up by now. Now I have to walk half a mile by myself. So I said it. I mean, I had to. You want a ride? I'm not even kidding, Brianne. She didn't even hesitate. You sure? Get in, I said. 
so fucking angry at her. How are you this fucking stupid, you dumb little cunt? But <laughs> it also felt like Christmas morning. I mean, I was alive. I was so excited. She gets in, and I just started driving. Wouldn't your mom be upset with you for getting in the car with a stranger, I asked. <laughs> she giggles, probably. probably. And she admitted and snorts in this, this adorable little laughter. And she says, but what, what are, are you, you going to do? do? Are you, you going to kill, kill me? me? <laughs> <laughs> I laugh along with her. And then I stop. She gets quiet. And I look at her. And I said, well, I'll probably rape you first. Poor little lady, she started panicking. She was grabbing for the car door. She's crying and screaming. I thought quickly, and I punched her in the face. She was out. What did you do to her? I kept my promise. Rape isn't really my thing. Like, it's not sexual for me. But I do enjoy the fear, and it keeps them scared. So I parked at the edge of the street, and we were surrounded by these dark woods. I was feeling rather violent that night. I did some things most people wouldn't even want to imagine to her. And then I beat her with a large rock. I cracked her chest. Is this okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Do you want me to continue? Go ahead. Because I can... Okay. I smashed the rock down. And I snapped her arm clean. She begged as she tried to drag herself away from me with her good arm. She was headed towards the street calling for help. No one could hear her, and she knew that, but she kept yelling anyways. So then I smashed the rocks down over and over, just crushing her legs to a pulp. Fuck. Yeah, fuck. She was almost done, I could, I could tell. So I rolled her over, and she hit the back of her head pretty hard. Her eyes were staring at me, and glassy and confused. So I cut her tongue out while she was still alive, and she died choking on her own blood. It's actually poetic. Her death helped me realize my purpose. Oh, yeah? And what was that? I wanted to kill girls with a message. The things your parents warn you about are very real. They should be afraid. I was helping that fear grow, making them follow the rules, and in turn, keeping more of them alive. Do you think you're a good person? No, I'm not a good person, but at least I have a purpose. At least I'm doing something most people don't. So why did you keep killing? Well, there was more to be done. Plus, I, I mean, I fucking ached for it. I just do. I ache for it. It might have all started with my sister. I don't know. Your sister? I don't really want to talk about it. If that's fine with you, I would prefer not to. It's a lot. It's, 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 um, it's too real for me. It's much. It's just too much for me. Okay, it's too real for me. More real than Lee MacArthur? Yes. It's more real than, than anything I've experienced in my life. Okay, fine. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. You're good. Wow. I was nine and she was 12, and I watched my stepfather beat her until she experienced brain damage. She never came back to me. I lost her that day, 
and it was never okay. I mean, it was never really okay before. We had warned my mother about him over and over. We warned her. She was too blind and too small to hear it, and I was too weak to do anything about it. Okay. Okay, so there it is. My big dark secret. Now you know. I'm flawed. We all are. But I'm not okay with it. No one is. I didn't want another good girl like my sister. To, oh God, I mean, come on. She always followed the rules. Right. So, who is next for you? More of the Bleeders Digest Vault, my sick little friend. After this. was next for you? Well, after Lee, I did a bunch in a row. I did Anna, Lily, Miriam, Kate. I kept my pattern. It's important. Anna, I grabbed in the parking garage. Lily, I poisoned, but she took it willingly, so... <laughs> Miriam was inexperienced. I'll never forget that. Oh, I watched her all night at this bar. She acted so desperate to get any attention, just letting strangers buy her drinks, dance with her. Wouldn't she even, like, kiss her? I saw it. She told her friends to go home, and then she was eyeing me. And trust me, I knew it. Women rarely do that with me, okay? So I noticed. That's when I moved in. She talked to me for uh, maybe a minute, like a minute and a half, before she asked me, me, to watch her drink. drink, She goes to the bathroom, and she asked me to watch her drink, thinking, what a nice guy. You look like a nice guy. Her fate was sealed. I like that. I drugged her, and I took her to the lake. Oh, my God, she was so fucking annoying anyway. She just talked nonstop about herself. I I hate that. Let me tell you, she didn't like the cold water in her lungs. She was screaming, coming in and out of consciousness, telling me she couldn't swim. I would drown her, then bring her back. Beautiful lips blue and quivering. That's an image I will never forget. She was so cold that when I cut her with my knife, she barely even bled. She died crying for her mother. She should have listened to her. But she didn't. None of these girls thought it could happen to them. And that's the point, really. Why did you cut out all of their tongues? You're a sick little sicko, aren't you, Bree? Sicky, sick, sicko. Why do you want to know all this? I don't know. I I want to understand. I think you're a total creeper. I do. I think you're a total creep. Well, my sick little friend, all the greats have a signature. I just believe, since these girls refuse to listen, that they shouldn't be able to spread their ignorance, their blatant disregard for good sense. This is a service that I provide. Again, it's a service I provide. I see. So why me? Why you? Yes. Why did you take me? Why have you kept me down here so long? 
I'm not a stupid girl. Aren't you? No. I don't think so. I didn't do any of those things. Not all of those girls were stupid, Brienne. They're just so fucking ignorant and clueless to think that they are the exception. Can you answer my question? You never trusted your instincts. You're born with an intuition for danger, a, a natural fear, something women unfairly have to amplify throughout their lives, right? You just ignored it, just like my mother. You explained it away. And if you hadn't, I wouldn't have chosen you. You, you, would, you would be home in your bed with your purple little flowers and your gold striped sheets right fucking now. You're in my house. A lot, yeah. Oh, you know I was. Come on, think about it. You're special, Brienne. You're different. Different from the others. But you fell into that same trap. You know, I watched you for weeks. I followed you. You were that person I saw through the bathroom window. Ding. I kept coming home and things would be moved around and I just thought, I forgot. I must, I must have moved them. A ding, ding. It was all you. Surprise. Surprise, surprise. You caught me. How long? How long were you there? 27 days. You didn't feel me? I, I did feel off. It just seemed like it was in my head. I just, I didn't want to look stupid calling someone scared. How do you look now? I saw you one night when I came home late. You were the guy that walked by and was staring at me. It creeped me out. I, I couldn't really see your face. You were wearing that dark hoodie. Hi. Are you going to kill me? Well, I have something special planned for you. Just so you know, most people are guilty of your carelessness. Right? Your, your inability to trust what your senses were telling you. Danger! Something isn't right! Could someone be in my house? Did I feel a hand brush the hair off my face while I was asleep? Am I being watched in the shower? The answer is usually yes. People are just too scared to face it. I gave you chances to hear it, to listen to it. I did, you just, you never did. Now I'm sure other people will. It's better to look like a scared baby than to be one, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I thought so. Yes. Ah, well. So? So. What are you gonna do? Well, Brienne, this is the end for me. I served my purpose on this earth, and I believe it was a bigger purpose. And it's time for me to move on to the next life. What the fuck do you mean? Jesus fucking Christ, do I have to spell it out for you? You didn't seem this daft. Tonight, I am going to kill myself. I'm gonna take this knife right here, and I'm gonna slit my throat, bleed out, and die. What? Are you gonna let me go? <laughs> Wait. Let me go. No, of course not. How would that make you a cautionary tale, Brienne? Catch up. I'm not gonna kill you. I do love surprising you, though. It's my favorite. 
Maybe, maybe letting you live is worse. I don't know. You tell me. Here's what's gonna happen. First, I'm going to cut out your tongue. <laughs> Listen, shh. I'm gonna choke on you. Trust me. It just, it seems awful. At least the others, they, they didn't appear to like it. I'm gonna miss our talks, though. That's for sure. Okay, now that that's done, I'm gonna leave you here to rot with my corpse. Don't bother screaming. No one can hear you. I built this room underground where it will never be found. There's nothing for miles on any side of us. All those innocent girls out there will live their life in fear, thinking I'm still out there. Thinking I could be waiting for them around every dark corner. I could follow them home at night. It's not fair, but it's necessary. Till the world isn't full of sicky sickos like the two of us, right? Just like you and me. Yes, they will wonder what happened to you. They will. Did I get to you? What did I do to you? Was it all so unspeakable? <laughs> you get it? Unspeakable? Did the silencer torture poor little Brienne Turner? I do like the title they gave me, though. I have to admit. It's up there with the Night Stalker or the Hillside Strangler. But I'm more brutal, don't you think? I'm a real modern horror story. Oh, come on. Don't cry. You're gonna save a lot of women's lives from weirdos like me. They won't trust like they used to. I'll always be in the back of their mind. Long after you're forgotten. Hey, hey, I'm outraged too. All right, it's not fair, it's not, but it's a reality that women have. Unlike most men, I realize it. I'm one of the good ones, Brienne. Listen, listen, if you get lonely, I will be right here rotting beside you, okay? Feel free to chat. <laughs> oh, no, that's right, you can't. Hey, neither can I, okay? This is it, Brian. Oh, um, one more thing. Remember to watch for the rats. They're attracted to the blood, so... Hopefully they'll eat me first. And here. No, take it. You can offer them your tongue. I'll see you in the next life. I'll be there waiting for you, I promise. This time, make sure you pay attention.
bush, and I play the silencer. <laughs> My Sick Little Friend. Written by Chrissy Fox. Featuring special guest Adam Bush as the silencer. Chrissy Fox as Brienne, Lee MacArthur, and Miriam. Engineered by Tyler Connolly. Production, sound design, and music by Chrissy Fox. Additional music by Michelle Carter. Bleeder's Digest is created and curated by Spider One, Chrissy Fox, Trevor Shand, and Lauren Shand. Subscribe on your favorite podcast provider to never miss an episode. Bleeder's Digest is a presentation of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. If you've been affected by sexual assault, know that you are not alone. Call someone who can help with confidential 24-7 support at 800-656-4673.